All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lion Ball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan for episode 259, all the way from Northern Virginia, none other than Kim Barber. Kim, it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Greg. I'm excited to... Uh jump on the journey with you. So thank you. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to go through the series of questions. Kim, really everybody out there in the Titan Nation get to know you, what drives and motivates you and your path and your career up until today and any advice that you give. Uh, So let's just start with the first portion of this, Kim, is for anybody out there who doesn't know you, you know, who are you, where you're from, what got you into the business and kind of what's your progression and your journey to today? Right, right. So yeah, so basically, yep, Kim Barber, I do live in Northern Virginia. And, um, you know, I jumped into real estate, you know, in 2004. And I came from a technology career. So I did that I was total behind this blonde hair is a secret geek, uh, technology geek. So Love I it. And that was really fun, actually. It was very advanced stuff, creating things like voiceover IP on the literal side. Um, yeah, so I was really a geek early in my life. Um, uh, but yeah, I jumped into real estate 2004 following my second passion. And, um, you know, wasn't really sure if it was the way I wanted to go. 9-11 happened and then the, the software industry got crushed, uh, technology. Um, so my family's owned construction. I'm like, I'm going to go here. You know, my, my, I had already bought like four homes, 30 years old. And so, uh, yeah, here I am. It's oh taken God. off ever since. <laughs> Kim, and that's incredible. And, and I need to applaud you for the the nerdiness and or geekiness that you describe. Um, yeah. I have a massive passion for anybody who's analytical, who can break things down on a technical basis. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, that has uh, served you so well throughout your career paths, really just mm-hmm. having that mind and focus to build and scale. Uh, I, I want to peel back a little bit more. So uh, initially, uh, what was your thought? with real estate in the first place. Obviously having a technical background, most of the time that's a different uh, you know, opportunity into real estate. So what right. was the thought? Like why in the first place back in 2004? Right. Yeah. And you know, um and so part of it was I I basically um I mentioned I had bought f- like four homes by the time I was making the shift, right? Yeah. And so at that time in my life, um, I was watching my real estate agents and I was working in, you know, in the consulting business at that stage. So, um, so basically, and I'm going to do this as we're talking. Okay. Yes. Luckily, one of those fancy desks that go up (laughs) and down because I'm like, okay, I I talk with my hands. And so like, I'm not Italian, but it's like. (laughs) It's like me. I'm like, okay. I do too. And just in case if you're listening to this after the fact and not the live. So Kim has one of those uh, automatic desks. Is it Vera desk? Or, I mean, they've got a couple different versions of it. I don't know. Uh, what I don't know. Very when cool. I... Great for the circulation. It's oh my gosh. It's great. It's great. I have like four of them for my <laughs> So I'm just like, stand up when you talk, like you have more energy, you have more vibe, you know, when you're, you're even if you're through the phone. So, yeah. So basically what happened was, um, you know, I, I, again, I came from the construction. My family owns construction. Um, we actually, in my current life, even own also a class A company. 
And so I was working also in that phase, I real estate, um, I mean, uh, technology consulting and the tech background, you know, you start out with requirements analysis and goals and, you know, this whole process, right? I'm very process oriented and, and to totally geek out, I actually have a double major in decision science and management information to Wow, love system. it. So like, genuinely came from this step by step mm -hmm. and i would and i was watching two things at the same time um the quality of service like that consultant mindset and behavior that i was getting or not getting from the agents that i had hired or you know i was working with at the time yeah. and then their knowledge of the products that they were selling so both of them i felt like um were not as like if I know more about the houses than the people that are getting paid a lot of money to do, I find that to be an, a bit of an issue, right? <laughs> Agreed. And yes. So, awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, so, and to be honest with you, I'm like between standing up and that, like, I don't know if I lost complete control of the question. Oh, so, no, no, no. You're, you're on it right away. So kind of what was the main decision? And obviously looking at it for the four properties and the individuals that you work with, uh, right? you knowing more and you feeling the understanding of that customer service and experience all the way through and through analytically, you could probably do a better job. Is that kind of why? Right. You know, what yeah. It? Yeah. I mean, it, and it was that 2003 era right and so when like i i dropped the thing about like when 9 11 happened so mm -hmm. i was going through these experiences i bought my first home at age 27 mm -hmm. and i was i was um watching you know these things and i bought my next one a couple years later mm -hmm. and then you know i started on this progression so by the time it was coming into 2004 i was on my fourth home wow. all right so um at that same time um, I was hitting glass ceilings in the technology industry. So as a female, I'm going to be very, I'm a very transparent, honest person. Love it. As a female who's blonde, there's a lot of um, judgment and also uh, glass ceilings that would happen. So I guess that's the third thing. So I was watching my agents. I was running into glass ceilings. I still had a very good career, sure. right? But then also when 9-11 happened, there was like this, it was that big boom, right? Mm -hmm. So real estate had it later in like seven, right? Uh, software had it after that, it was like, and then, and so I was going through all the major layoffs. So there was a transition time at which, you know, I eventually was in the fourth round of, we can't afford you anymore, wow. right? And so I'm like, what am I going to do next? And I I had an entrepreneur spirit already. I think if we're familiar with that word. And I actually had my first company. Now that I think about it, it was like age 18. I went from technology, took a break. And that that's when I did cleaning. Like I had a cleaning service when no cleaning services existed. And then there was a there was a recession then too. That was in like 1989 through like 92. Remember there was a housing. So I was like expendable. And, um, and then I had a daughter young. So I went into corporate to have stability, to have benefits, to have structure. And then, then now she was like, then she was like, um, I don't know, whatever age she was like 15, let's just call it that. Sure. And, um, and so I'm like, okay, my industry is kind of going through a downturn I can do this. I have a different approach. I think I could do it, uh, add a new layer of quality service. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and it was something that I knew about, like I had already mm -hmm. been buying homes, investing. I knew construction, I knew homes. And so I'm like, I'll just try this. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I jumped in and then, um, and then I flipped a home. So the fourth house that I bought, I flipped it and that funded my career change. I sold it in a day. 
Unreal. So, yeah. I, and I love the backstory. And that, that's kind of what's beautiful about it is everybody has such a different perspective. And so what got them into the business and there's not a one size fits all. Obviously you doing amazing things, you know, in your career and, you know, helping over 800 families and hitting all these different records and blowing through and top 1%. And uh, I mean, there's the, the accolades going on and on, but I think, so from that point to, uh, I want to get, I guess the evolution into the coaching and training space. I just want to talk about your progression through your real estate career, you know, how you grew, what, what you saw change over that time frame from 2004 until you know, kind of making a transition into coaching training. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. And, and for the record, I do still sell. Love it. Yep. Right. I do still sell. I was at a home inspection earlier and <laughs> I, I don't, awesome. sometimes I send my, my, I don't want to say that, but sometimes my agents on my team, you know, they go uh, for me, you know, cause I only work with buyers that are people that are really close with me. This particular one had some structural issues so they wanted me to be there. And um, yesterday the seller wouldn't let us in. So um, we had to go today. All right. So I do still sell, but it is um, not something that I'm going to do. A- anyway, you get my point. Sure. All right. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that being said, um, you know, for me, I, I so I started in 2004 and um, I jumped in. I knew, quite honestly, I joined one another person's team okay. and I was there for eight months. I knew a ton about um, consulting, and I knew how to build a company. The last uh, last place I worked in my technology, I helped grow that company to a thousand people. I was one of the founders, right? And so I knew that, but I was like, I don't know the product. Mm-hmm. Like I knew enough, but and I didn't know what to say, sure, right? Sure. So I joined a team, got that information, and then I left that team, and then I went with Mike Ferry as my coach. So my fairy, it's all about scripts. What do you say? Hard nose down, you know? And so I built my career on people I knew, geographic farm I started and expires. And I crushed it with those. I was on the phones for like three hours every single morning. I role played for 30 minutes every single day. I would call later in the evening. Then I made like, you know, I think like $375,000 in the first couple of years. Okay. So I'm like, well, okay, this is cool. But remember <laughs> that was 04, right? The industry was like this, but there were still houses that were expiring, which, you know, you thought everything flew off the shelf, but they didn't. Mm. Um, and then, the, and then the market started taking a downturn. Yeah. Right. I mean, and then, and then 07 happened. So I was doing really well. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was doing quite well. And then 07, you know, everything started to foreclose and the bank owned homes started to happen. So, you know, the book, when the, you know, when the cheese moves, you move with the cheese. Mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. So I pivoted and then, um, and then I jumped into the REO space and, and then I was going to all the conferences, meeting all of these great agents. Wow. And then, um, and then I started, and then I was pushing a hundred deals a year as a solo agent uh, with five assistants. You. So. I would not do that again. (laughs) If I, if I could keep my neck above water long enough and I was at a, at an odd place in my life and my personal life that I would have brought on, of course, more buyer agents, right. And stuff like that. But it was a lot of that was property management. And so that though, really, you know, accelerated. um, And then that dried up, Mm -hmm. right. When do you think, when did that dry up again? Like 13? It was a 13, 14, 13, 14. Yeah. In that time frame. Yeah. I think it was 13, 14. 
And then I remember looking at my profit margin. <laughs> now, the first few years of my profit margin were like this. And then you went into the bank owned and then it started to be like this, right? They, they started squeezing you and squeezing you and money was leaking everywhere. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I realized also I was a band, like the market was shifting. My sphere was starting to sell and buy again and, and I built more. And so I'm like, I'm going to work on my sphere more. I'm going to go back to more traditional sales. And literally I cut out like, um, I phased out of that you know, like two years because people okay. were like, don't, don't, don't leave us. And I'm like, I'm leaving you. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like I'm leaving you. Like, like my staff hates doing uh broker BPOs, right? We're done. Yeah. And then, um, but that was a big shift for me because the market shifted again mm -hmm. and I just was burnt. I wow. was totally burnt out. Um, I'd gotten down to like 10% profit margin nice. and I was working like 80 hours a week. And that's not good, right? That's not good. So I cut out like 50 deals a year and made more money. My bottom line was more money. And yep. I'm like, okay, redo. And so that's when I that's when I started building a small team. Mm -hmm. And um, and that was really fun, right? I started connecting with people and not asset managers. I mean, I love my asset managers. It got me through a difficult time. Mm -hmm. But then I, I built up to a team of like six. And that was really nice because it steals a lot of your time but if you really want to scale, you have to add people. And then, um, and then, yeah, so we just kept moving forward and crushing it until about 2018. Um, money was just, everything was closing. It was doing great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I want to, I want to pause on that too, Kim, because you gave us so much backstory again, which is fantastic. And what I love about the perspective there for anybody who's tuning in with us now live or after the fact is you've seen so many shifts yeah. in your career and mm -hmm. having to reposition or reinvent or really look at it from a different perspective and, and go after it, it is right. a really a massive part of business. And, uh, you know, for anybody to think that they're just going to do one thing and it's going to stay that way for their entire <laughs> career, they're, they're sorely mistaken. Uh, I, I think that having to reinvent and reposition is crucial. Um, kind of just going with the flow um, you know, is huge, but I love the fact that you were really able to play to the strengths, identify when the right time for you was, mm -hmm. um, it's unfortunate to hear, uh, you know, kind of burning it at both ends and those 80 hour plus work weeks and, <laughs> you know, being burned I, so many top tier professionals that right. they get to that point. And it's unfortunate. Um, but I've heard it time and time again, is really learning from that experience, setting yourself up. It's kind of hindsight is 2020 sort of thing. Um, but you wouldn't be the person you are today without going through that. So part of it is, is crucial. So it's no regret sort of scenario. Um, but I, I think that ultimately what was the passion that was driven, Kim, obviously you hitting the goals and, and building the team and doing the numbers that you're doing. Uh, what was the initial thought of sharing that knowledge past your clientele, past your initial team and, and out to the world uh, as, yeah. as a coach, a trainer, a mentor? Right. Um, what did that look like from, from the beginning? Right. Yeah. So, and so in the story that I was just sharing, I, I said until 2018, mm -hmm. right. And so to share a little bit about what happened and what happened then yes, is part of, it. is part of the answer okay. of what, what you've just asked me. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and then for anybody that's listening also, I mean, 
and and this is going to start to you know not be spaghetti, but this is going to kind of intertwine. Um, we all have our life experiences, right? So I'm going to share one in a minute. But but what was going on with me then? Why did I work 80 hours a week? Um, that was a choice that I made, mm-hmm. and it was a difficult choice that I made. But at that time, at the beginning, in, in that era, I also went through a divorce, and that divorce was very expensive for me. And um, the glory of being in sales, no matter if it's real estate or any sales position, is that we have the ability to create our own lifestyle, Mm. right? So I knew that if I hustled and I worked hard and I worked hard for a certain number of years, I could get rid of all that debt much faster Mm -hmm. than if I just went here. Yeah. Right. So I had this thing I had to deal with and I'm like, I'm going to crush it as -hmm. hard as I can for three years. And then, and then I was done with that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. Right. And and I would say that, you know, there's not that many careers that you can just decide I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do things and then move, move past something in life. Right. Yeah. And so to that point, so everything was working on all four cylinders or in that case, it was eight. And I probably had like twin block 450 diesel turbos, you know, <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> that's just, that's just what's up. But um, yeah, so in 2018, you know, as part of why did I go into this coaching? You know, of course, when I have had it, when I have a team of six, mm-hmm. I'm always I'm already coaching, right? I'm already teaching and coaching, and I had been doing this in my technology career when I built like customer service, when I built, you know, at 85 relationships with selling our software. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I was constantly building relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. But then what happened in starting in 2016 up until um, more recently is I, I had some major health things that hit me. So um, the the three major health things that hit me started in 16. And then I was on the path to make a million a year coming into 18. And then this right arm stopped working literally. So it, we would, we could write a book or maybe not a book. We could write a paper on why, but there is no answer why. So we won't go down that path. Um, I'm a phenomena, but um Coming into this era, I got frustrated also with I was dumping all these leads into my CRM system, like 190 leads a month to to fill, you know, to my agents for to close. And I built a CRM system that um, was better, like I couldn't find a good system compared to what I had used in technology, right? I'm like, there needs to be something better to manage all of this. Mm -hmm. And so all of this was happening in tandem. Right. So I'm building software, I'm closing a lot of business, I'm running my team, and then my arm stop work stops working. And people actually wanted me to take that CRM and build it into a tangible product. Big names, I'm not going to name them, mm-hmm. but they were ready to hand me millions of dollars. Wow. It screamed at me, I'm Christian. It screamed at me, do not do this. Like the, to me, the Holy Spirit said no. Okay. All right. So the arm stopped working. Then um I was trying to manage my team, right? life happens. And then what happened after that, uh, about three years, I couldn't have full use of my arm. Then after that, I had to have jaw surgery or the dentists were like, you're going to be, you're over 50 years old. And if you don't do this now that you've been avoiding since you're in high school, you're going to lose some of your teeth. Unreal. <laughs> um, that wasn't good. So then I couldn't talk, right? Literally like cut my jaw this way down the middle. It was very sexy, Um, you know, and I was doing video marketing. So that had an impact. Then I get over that nine days after I get my braces off my colon ruptures. Okay. So that was a little bit life and death. So that's five years, right? So five years. So what happened in, and again, why did I start coaching? 
well, how does this come together? Through that journey, um, there was a couple of things that I was being very, very tested, mm-hmm. right? How do I keep my business running? Thankfully, I had a CRM. Thankfully, I had good people mm-hmm. and um, and I had to lean hard into them, mm-hmm. right? And I had this and I had a lot of leads, right? And I had a sales job. So I had already knew how to make a lot of money mm-hmm. that I could pay for things, right? But as I went through the, the process of this through the years, um, I got to the other side and I did an audit of all the leads that I thought were going to close, right? I'm like, what happened to all these leads that I'm like, you know, we were we were here and then, you know, and then there's these fluctuations, what's going on? I thought I had all this set up. And so what I realized is that when I did my audit, we had left $3.2 million on the table. Oof. Okay. This is real money. Like, it's not like everybody went to the appointment and didn't show up, but these were people who had told us that they planned to buy and sell in the next like two years, one year or sooner, expired circle prospecting for sale by owners, sphere, et cetera. Right. You go yeah. down the list. When I, when we were at, um, at one point we were 13 different lead sources. Right. So what happened? Right. And I watched in that journey of five years, I watched all the time suck. Like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Um, what did I say last time? Where are they in the cycle? And all of these things that we thought I had it all mapped out that humans psychologically, physically, time management still struggled with. And so when I got on the other side of this health journey, um, I had started using a software. I'm just going to tell you the software. It was It's KB Core. I, I left my own CRM. I watched it grow and I had tested like, I've used pretty much all of them that existed as of 2017, 18. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to figure out how to never lose that much money again. <laughs> and, and never going to do it. Yeah. And so I, I put my technology thinking hat on and my 800, you know, my, all my years of experience and also my technology requirements, goals, process planning, you know, and I put all those hats on and I was like, I'm going to create a framework mm-hmm. and all of the automation that allows me to not lose track, my team not lose track of these leads ever again. Wow. Right. And so then I did that. Right. I created that. And, um, you know, because I used to build in that other career, like I built also like enterprise wide systems. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would help people like take their business processes we literally created the technology then Mm. and then that people now use to run their companies. So I could, I I had that unique brain. Right. And then, um, yeah. And so then I was using it and then I was sharing it with my business partners. And then they said, Kim, this is complicated. You should share this with the real estate community. Mm. You know, you're, you figured out how to do this. You're sharing it with us. You should share it with the agent community. And so that's, that's why I did it. And that's why, that's what I'm doing now. So that's like the first thing that I'm like, okay, I will figure out how to share this with the agent community. Gosh, And and so you, you had mentioned a lot in there and I I want to thank you (laughs) foremost, Kim, for, for uh, being vulnerable uh, for a moment and sharing, uh, you know, the struggles of health and things just uh, hit you the way that it did. And the, the adage, when it rains, it pours. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. sort of scenario that is definitely it and and what an inspiring um journey that you've been through and anybody out there who's watching or listening can can attest to saying oh my gosh you know if they they're feeling that they've had struggles or pain or sorrow everybody goes through it in their own yeah. way 
Um, but it's not an excuse to stop. It's not an excuse to let you uh, shift that way. Um, you're a perfect example of just uh, persevering. And right. being consistent. It's, it's, it's amazing, Kim, first and foremost. Uh, you looking at it from a technical standpoint, really articulating and dialing in the things that are massively going to affect the growth in your business. Right. Uh, you know, that's a scary thing to think about. Um, so many top producers, individuals or mega teams, they go through that cycle where there is gold in them hills. And right. unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's not properly mined. And right. there are million, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in GCI that's just left um, so, and, and yeah, I mean, thank I you mean, it's this real audited number. There's no inflation in that. Yeah. That, but that's the honest truth. And, and uh, once again, if anybody thinks that, that Kim is different for this, it's, it has nothing to do with you. This happens more often than not. Right, so right. the fact that you were able to identify that and then solve that problem is massive. You had mentioned KV core. I'm a big fan personally. Um, there's tons of CRMs that are out there. Right. Uh, so obviously you got to use the one that's right for you and your business and your goals. But uh, I, I guess let, let's talk about um, how you found KV Core. What, 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 was, what was it about it? I mean, because you've seen so many, like right. you said, sub 17, 18. What right. really drew you to it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely been through the historical ones, you know, agent office, if you ever heard of that, top producers, the yeah. boom towns. And, and this by no means is to discredit any other CRM system it is my journey. Everybody has their journey. Um, so anybody that's listening, you know, um, I just want to make sure that I share that because I've worked with some very good systems. But the thing that I and I, and I started working with KB Core in 2017. Um, I I went into when I when I left um, Century 21. Um, at that stage, I'd done Remax uh, for 12 years, C21 for like a couple of years, and then I went to EXP Love in it. the end of 2017. Okay. And part of going there, they offered KB Core. Mm-hmm. Right? It's now that's what five five years ago. And so KB Core had just like switched from conversion, and it wasn't the KB Core it is today. Sure. Right. And so I had actually already built um, a CRM system on top of Infusionsoft mm-hmm. and yeah. to solve my what I wanted, what I needed, what I wasn't getting. Mm-hmm. And um, and I actually so I abandoned it um, because two things. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my story yeah. and then tell you why I decided to jump all in, if you will, yeah. is that, um, you know, reflecting and I, don't, and I don't share this with a lot of people. Okay. So now I'm sharing it with the public, but I started to share it and they're like, you know what, like it is your story. It's your journey. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, when I had that great career in technology um, and also a real estate career, um, you know, I feel very blessed, right. I've been able to work in two of my passions yet. I also had this, um, I don't know if the right, excuse me that I'm not Webster dictionary, but if it's like an esteemed or what's the word when you're like, like you're put up on this, like, it's not a pedestal like ego, but well-regarded, like, you know, innovative, yeah. you know, technology, you know, this and that's cutting edge, you know, Kim Barber, this and that, like I was at this forefront. Sure. When I went into real estate, uh, when I went into real estate, there was this reputation that I really wasn't aware of hmm. at the time about real estate agents. And I felt I had this mental struggle with watching my colleagues my, that I still remain friends with, like, you know, I think 40% of the people that helped build that company became CEOs, right? Wow. And so they were doing like great things. And I still love that. Yeah. Right. And then I would and then I was over here and I was like, did I leave too soon? So I had this, this is part of my journey, like that, 
And then, you know, that like, should I go back into technology? Like, is the health thing telling me that I should be someplace else? Right. Like, I'm not supposed to be in this for like, you're, you know, when you're living this kind of struggle, like you, you have a lot of time to be in your own head. Right. Yeah. This was something that I struggled with. But but also when I built that CRM and I said, it's screamed stop. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept praying for like, how do I bring these two together? Like, how do I bring these two together? And then um, and so when I got to the other end of it and I was like, you know, we're really blessed as real estate salespeople that we can make as much money as we can. Had I not been in this industry, um, because in technology, I wasn't in control of all my income. I wouldn't have been able to get out of a difficult divorce. I wouldn't have been able to pay a massive amount of -of out-of-pocket medical expenses and be on the other side and still, you know, doing well in my life, right? And so then then I saw this technology thing with KV Core evolve, Right. And then and then I had a calling that said, you need to fix this problem. Look how big this problem was. Right. If you're on the path to do a million a year and things aren't closing, it's not easy to see if you're down and out hard for three years. That's three million quickly. Right. And so um, so I was just in this mental journey of like, where am I supposed to be in my life? Is this another place I'm supposed to pivot? And then then I stopped and I was at my girlfriend's house and literally I looked at her and I said, you know what? I just realized like I am supposed to be in real estate. It did allow me to buy a bunch of homes. It did allow me to have this amazing lifestyle. It allowed me to get through this difficult career, but it also allowed me to get to a place that now I also see that there's a technology that I don't want to keep building this technology that I already am running on. This technology I can manipulate and this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to bring these together Right. And that, and then had I not gone through my health battles, had I not taken a step back and felt the pain of all of that journey, like financially and physically, that put me back in my seat, I told you it screamed at me not to do it. I wouldn't have seen the pitfalls. Right. I wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? I didn't get upset about it. I just was like, I know there's a reason for it. And that's what I believe is the reason. And so, um, so with KB Core, as it evolved, it was the one software that um, allowed you to really get control of how to categorize your leads and how to create automation in ways that could replicate a true real estate uh, life cycle of leads and career. Like none of the other ones would let you do it. And I don't want to drop those names out, but but I've used some of the big ones. You know what I mean? And um you know, and I've talked with Greer Allen and all these other people, you know, that were like, come work with us. And I just, at that time, it couldn't do it. So with KV Core, that's what I liked. I was familiar with things like Salesforce Mm -hmm. and other industry leaders outside of real estate. And then then they kept adding all of the lead generation and all of that. And and then they matured some tweaks of the product. But that's why I stayed is I was like, I can replicate what what a professional real estate does agent does to manage long-term leads with that software. Cause that's really where the fortune is. It's not like in the, in the quick, very expensive Zillow leads that we can buy or whatever it's in the long-term follow-up. And the only way to replicate it was to have this automation be able to happen or you money leaks out, you know, or you lose all your time or whatever. It's just, it's just, it's the way it is. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Kim. And that this is not a, 
uh, a plug for KV Core, and it's not a downgrade <laughs> to any other software that anybody. No, else absolutely not. Find the right one, but I will echo what you're saying. Uh, I have a lot of industry colleagues and buddies that are in different brokerages to EXP, but they opt in for KV Core specifically. Right. So it's not an EXP thing. We're talking yeah. CRM to CRM. That's right. Very, very robust. Right. Uh, you know, and, and so for for somebody like you who's been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, really developed something special, and then found this to be able to take that onward. That's huge. That's a big. Right big testament to it. So in that, in that passion and process in your journey, let's talk about the coaching aspect, Kim, because you, you bring so much knowledge, so much credibility and understanding of the transaction and the team building and human nature, and obviously growth and development for real right. estate professionals. So you going through what you went through and, you know, making that decision, what was that what did that look like at the beginning and where are we at now with the coaching and the mentoring training, that sort of right. thing? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been like a systems and a strategy person in my first career. Now, now I always, what, what they loved about me and my, and my technology career is that I, I have a vision for um, like a, the strategy, the big term goal all the way down to like the Excel column. Right. Yeah. And um and, and I'm just aware of that. That's something that I was hired for before and something that I was able to produce again. And so the thing that I also realized, though, like um, being a systems and a strategy, and that's my mission. My mission uh, is to help agents increase their success through proven systems and strategies. And there's a lot of systems and strategies out there, just like the first product, if you will, is what I call my boss agent million dollar lead follow up system. Mm -hmm. And that's it's really a framework, right? And so the thing that um, prompted me to go through was that I would see some of the options that other agents would have, right? And I and I they're like, you have to figure out how to do this. And I'm like, well, I I'm going to start with this first thing, right? I'm going to share this with the world, and if this is the only thing that I share, that's okay too. But but that's that's something that I that I've been doing my whole life, right? And so the thing though that that's about these CRMs that I that I'm very passionate about in my framework mm -hmm. is that it's, that people just jump right into the technology, mm -hmm. right? And and that's I don't want to say it's wrong, but I'm going to say it's wrong for lack of a better way to say it is that they're like the, this technology is the magic pill, mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to throw it over the fence and somebody else is going to do this for me. And um, but the technology is a piece of your overall business framework. And just if I could coach somebody just to understand that, right? Like my strategy is going to be very different from somebody else's strategy, sure. right? It, they're similar. We're selling real estate, right? There's yeah. a similar. But if somebody wants to sell 10, 20, 30 homes versus 150, that's a different strategy. That strategy has a different plan. That plan then has a different process. But the technology can be used inside of all of it, but that's the part that people need the coaching on. And then how do you manage the, the person that has 10 or 20 leads or 10 or 20 sales they wanna do needs this many leads, the, the hundred and whatever needs this many leads. Wow. But I feel like there's people, you know, we're ingrained in our real estate heads that say, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but whatever, this is my language. Is that <laughs> like it. buy more leads, buy more leads, buy more leads, uh, buy this technology, buy this technology, buy this technology. Like this is going to solve your problem mm -hmm. and squirrel shiny penny syndrome, right? Yeah. 
And so I really want to help people understand that that the technology, like you said, whatever CRM it's going to be, the framework is still, you still have to know how many, what do you want to have at the end of the year? Like, what's the lifestyle you want? Do you need 10, 20 deals, 100 deals, right? And then, um, and then what is it, how many leads do you need to get there, mm-hmm. right? What I believe in smarter, not harder. Can we focus on having a higher conversion of those leads mm-hmm. and, and having a better lifestyle instead of doing what we're positioned to do, which is buy more leads, buy more leads. And then from there, you have your plan and your process and you use the technology to make that more efficient, right? Yeah. And then from that, now you have your strategy, your plan, your process, the technology, then you have your operation and you can scale, right? That's what I coach people to understand they do because if you just have the technology, all these other pieces, they don't really work like they're supposed to. Kim, I love how you broke that down. And I'm a big fan of the the reverse engineer sort of standpoint where it's, hey, right. what are your goals? What are your expectations? And then here are the actions and framework, blueprint, and then get to work. I, I mean, right. I, I love how you're breaking that down, but it's not a one size fits all. And, right. and you said that so well. And obviously anybody that's working with you and has been fortunate to be around you obviously is, is reaping those rewards just through breaking that down in process. And I think that uh, everybody's got to evaluate at the end of the day as to what is going to really help them grow and scale. Uh, I I know that just through some of the best and brightest minds in my life and for myself personally, it's surrounding ourselves with people who are steps ahead, who have really been there, have perspective that can share action items that we can take and apply. Uh, It's not an easy button. It's not an elevator (laughs) to the top. You still got to take the stairs. But it's so much clarity into that process instead of guessing. And then knowing the work that you put in is going to have an outcome that you're looking for. Um, And I think that there's just a lot of floundering. And and that's with any entrepreneur. But to have somebody like you in their life to really focus and hone in is massively important. Um, But at the end of the day, you can, you know, lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. I mean, that adage is there. You got to put the work in that that doesn't accelerate or change. what with that standpoint though, Kim, what's the best way for anybody who's tuning in who, you know, is really connecting with your story and yourself as a person and, and wanting to know more about that aspect, yeah. getting together with you, learning more, mm-hmm. possibly joining the program? What's right. the best way to yeah. get them? Yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that. Yeah. If you if you go to my website, I don't make it complicated, kimbarber.com then um, you'll see the programs that I have right now. There's going to be more depending on when you're listening to it that are rolling out. Um, so there's even lists to get on like our boot camps that we're doing um, to help people like, you know, with their online brand, you know, building out your website so that they could really stand out among, amongst the crowd. We're starting that one in February. But yeah, if you go to my website there, then you'll see our programs. You'll learn a little bit more about me. And then all my links for social, of course, are there too. So yeah. Love that, Kim. So uh, I'll say it again, kimbarber.com. We'll have that in the show notes too, Kim. So everybody can really dive in, get to know you a little bit more. And this has been fantastic. I, I, I do want to go into one more question and you've dropped okay. so much knowledge, so much information, really laying the foundation <laughs> for everybody out there, myself included, to get to know you, which is fantastic. Yeah, but everybody tunes in to the Titans in addition to learn from the best and brightest and, okay. and really having some additional takeaways that they can apply to their business. Um, or to their lives, whatever perspective. So Kim, if you could look back at your career thus far, right? and pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented that you really saw growth, 
right. really just accelerated the business. What would that be for you? What, what advice would you give to the audience? Yeah. You know, that, that is the challenge when, when I've had like all these different lessons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in my life. I mean, and, and this is not a self plug at all, but, and I almost like hate saying it, but I'm going to say it is that if, if I could have kept better track, mm. right. I already shared that it cost $3.2 million or it was an opportunity. I mean, that doesn't even count the fact that I couldn't work as hard, but if I could learn how many leads I needed, and this this is a tactical answer, right? Yes. Yeah, there's, I love it. There's going to be a lot of other answers that we could say, but if I could know, like when I was dumping 190 leads a month, that cost me on this certain time frame uh, $300,000 ish on leads. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it was too many. It was too many leads, mm-hmm. and then and then on the other end, we didn't close as much. So if I could have pivoted, if I could have known this then that the having the wrong thing set up was going to cost me this much money and I could have figured out how to keep track of these leads over time because you know the average person is going to close in what a year or two from the conversation that we actually have sure. that would have made a big financial and stress improvement wow. for me right and so that's why I'm here right I'm not why I'm here I mean I'm here because God gave me more days, yes. <laughs> but, um, but that being said, like that is something that it just didn't exist, but somebody's listening now that I would just encourage to say like, this is real. This is real money that we spend. This is our time that we spend that we don't get back. Mm. You know what I mean? Unless we keep track of them. Yeah. The other thing, and again, I'm trying to say things that are maybe like for me that really made a difference is when I went through other times in the past and I was crushing my life, to be honest with you, working too hard, but I had a reason I had to do it. Mm-hmm. In 2013, I made my first vision board and I made my first dream board okay. and I do them every single year and I coach other people how to do them. And it's one of my favorite times, but literally sat down and go, what do I want? You know, I got back to ground zero. I paid the X off. I was mm-hmm. done working all the extra hours. And I said, what do I want out of my life next? Mm-hmm. Right. And I literally like do the the steps, like I want the visions. Like I want to have a yacht that goes around the Caribbean for two years. Uh, I want to have at least 65 feet of it. uh, And that's what I want to do. So I'm like, what can I, what do I want this year? And that in my, in my bathroom where I look at every single day is my inspiration to keep going. I mean, I have to pay the food. I have to pay the bills, all that, but that those two things set the stage for what I'm going to have in the future. I, I, this is, this is massive, Kim. And, and again, just breaking it and basing it down off of uh, what you had said earlier, kind of looking at top line revenue and bottom line revenue, right? you knowing what you know now, uh, giving the advice to anybody, know your numbers and look at it from a quality, not so much quantity standpoint to really identify what's working, what's not setting okay. up systems in place to leverage that and to really have massive success. Uh, it's not necessarily what you make, it's what you keep. That's right. And looking at that bottom line number, uh, you know, there's so many professionals that are, you know, quote unquote, hitting these goals, but what right. are they actually spending to get there? And what are they bringing home? Um, some of the numbers are staggering. So I, I think bottom line is massive focus and looking at the follow-up and the systems, right. Uh, having a vision board is, is massive. And you, you, somebody tuning in, oh, vision boards, look, mm-hmm. Do what you do, whatever motivates you and goes through. But I, but I know that when you talk about speaking something into existence 
right. really focusing and putting yourself in an environment. If you can't dream it, you're never going to be able to accomplish it. If you can't right. think about it and, and at least process it some way, somehow, how are you ever going to reach that goal? Um, right. It's kind of like shooting, you know, blind. Um, so I think that that's massively important uh, to to anybody out there who's looking for that. And again, this is from Kim, who's been there. I mean, you you're, yeah. you brought us back to thirteen in that in that standpoint. So oh, yeah. you know, we're in twenty twenty three now. Uh, if you're watching this later, you know, January seventeenth of twenty twenty three. So it's there's lots to be reflected on and applied mm -hmm. there, Kim. Ultimately, I know that you're just scratching the surface yeah. of information <laughs> that you're here because again, um, this episode is almost an hour at this point, which is awesome. Yeah. I love that. Uh, but we can only fit so much in in a short period of time. Right. I, I would I would encourage everybody out there who's tuning in. Uh, if anything stuck stuck out to you, really follow Kim. Go to the website. Thank you. Take a look. Yeah. See what's going on. I think that it's crucially important to surround yourself with great people and understand and learn from people who've been there, done that. Buy yeah. the T-shirt, as we always say That's here right. in Titans. <laughs> but uh, Kim, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. You. Uh, you have been incredible. I, this has just been such a pleasure. Again, getting to know you and just sharing your knowledge. Uh, it, it's been an honor. So I can't thank you enough. Yeah. No. Thanks for having me, Greg. And hopefully, anybody that's listening, it's helped you too. Like I'm here to help people out. And, um, you know, it's, it's a huge range from new agents to somebody that's like this one person, I'll leave it at this said they won the prize. They're like, I have 54,416 leads. How do I fix this? And I'm like, all right, we have to have a one-on-one -on -one chat. <laughs> oh, reach out to so, Kim. That's how you fix it. That's right. That's how you fix it. That's how you fix it. Let's, we need to have a conversation about how you're not going to do that again. <laughs> oh, I love this, Kim. Kim, yep. thanks again. And, and I do want to dub you an official real estate titan. That is Thank an you. honor for you forever. No one can ever take it away. It's a badge of honor. I always say there's no trophies or plaques, but it's in your heart. Um, you. And uh, again, I can't thank you enough. Thank you, everybody yeah. out there, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like here or doing Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. You all know what to do at this point. I appreciate it. We do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your digital business, marketing, branding, and associated for lead generation and conversion, look and visit lionboltmedia.com. We're live here every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Kim. All right. Thank you. All right.